From the time that we're little girls growing up, we're always told to be careful, to watch out, to not travel alone, to not do things alone. And it kind of has this snowball effect over the course of your entire life where you start to believe you can't do these things by yourself. You know, so I think if you start small and start building up with, you know, small trail runs, you know, maybe running a mountain, maybe gaining skills, climbing skills, mountaineering skills, you know, wilderness first responder skills, you start to gain confidence and knowledge so that you can do these things on your own. At Athletic Brewing Company, our innovative process allows us to brew great-tasting craft beer without the alcohol. From IPAs to stouts to golden ales and more, our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Now you can enjoy the refreshing taste of great beer anytime, anywhere. No matter your motivation, if you want to keep a clear head and drink healthier, Athletic Beers are here for you. Place an order today at athleticbrewing.com and get free shipping on two six-packs or more. Back we are with the Fastest Known Podcast, and it's so good to be with everybody in this time of physical distancing. We can be socially connected, and I got to say that it is the Fastest Known Podcast. We don't mess around. We get right to the point. Nobody has open mic disease. We just talk to really cool people, get it done, hear what they have to say, and the point here is the person we're going to talk to is really interesting, caught my attention literally just this morning within a fantastic route up in Wyoming. We're going to get into this in just a second. I am talking with Kelly Halpin from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, Buzz. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, you're welcome. This is, uh, you caught my attention here. But, you know, we don't, plan these, we don't plan these out like months in advance. No, we see what's cool, what's new, what's happening. And all of a sudden, boom. FKT on the fabled Wind River High Route, solo, unsupported by a woman. And I just got to say, we don't see a lot of those, Kelly. So uh, we're going to get into the WRHR in a second, but right out of the gate, what's up with you? Do you do a lot of these things? Uh, I do, yeah. Um, I grew up in the mountains, and I love being in the mountains. And my my favorite way to challenge myself is doing firsts or FKTs. Um, usually unsupported in the mountains. Usually, indeed. Well, the WRHR is a fantastic route. I named it, so pardon me, I'm a little biased on this topic. But... <laughs> the great name. <laughs> Thank you. It was modeled after the Sierra High Route. Yeah, so, yeah. Got my eye yeah. on that one, too. <laughs> wow. Well, you should do that one. The, the SHR is a little longer, mm -hmm. a little less technical, a little less wild. So, but they're, they're supposed to be comparable. The, the concept for both is to go as high as you can, stay on the ridge as long as you can without it getting fifth class. Mm -hmm. Do you think the WRHR route achieves that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets pretty close to, you know, almost being technical in a couple of sections. Uh, especially if you're trying to avoid some of the scree fields. But uh, no, I think it's pretty true to, to being a non-technical high alpine, incredibly beautiful, challenging route. It's beautiful. When you're in the winds, of course, you live in Jackson, so mm -hmm. Jackson Hole, so you, you know this better than most people. The <laughs> winds, when I first went to the wind, I'd gone to the Tetons many, many times, done all kinds of routes in the Tetons. I always thought, ah, I got to go to the winds, but I never did because of that drive in to the trailhead, right? It's just mm -hmm. logistically sort of annoying. And mm -hmm. I finally got up there and uh, P 
Peter and I ran Gannett Peak, and it's like, wow, it's like being in Alaska. You know, when you're on the lee side, the windward side, you know, it's moist, got streams, got lakes, a lot of hunting and fishing. But the leeward side, where all the cirques and the glaciers are, those rivers are coming down that turquoise blue from mm-hmm. that glacial melt, aren't they? They are, and it's so beautiful. It's it's unreal. I mean, I think it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Well, there you go. So just taking a quick look at the numbers, <laughs> this is, did you really do this? This is stunning. That There's no typo here, is there? No, no, there's no typo. <laughs> <laughs> because when the when Andrew Skirka established the route, he did it in a little over four days, which is different because he was carrying his camera. He was just really trying to lay it out. He actually sells a map set for it. And then he flipped it, walked back. But, you know, it's a little over four days. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next unsupported trip, Skylar Williams, was two days, 15 hours. And you came in in two days and 11 hours. <laughs> so if it wasn't for David Ayala just less than a year ago, uh, 11 months ago, you would have the fastest overall time, period. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I also stopped. I'm not going to lie. I stopped to skinny dip at one point. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, you know what? It was worth it. it. It cost me some time, but it was worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Although it's a little cold. But other than that, it's worth it. Yeah, it was a little cold. Those alpine lakes are chilly, but... Whew, was that yeah. refreshing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a mountain gal. If, uh, if uh, yeah, 50 degrees is termed refreshing. Yeah, but look at the time. I mean, uh, Sarah and Emma had a great trip just uh, last year, and you were like a day and six hours faster, a day faster. So, Kelly, what's up with this? What did you do different? I mean, how, how do you ascribe this uh, terrific time? Um, (laughs) well, I, I wanted to do it somewhere between 50 and 70 hours that I I wasn't really sure how long it was going to take me. Like I, I had done all the sections, um, except for a portion in the middle, um, before. So I did scout it. Um, I've done the other variation of the wind river high route before with my friend. Um, and I think I potentially still have the, the women's FKT on that one, but we were backpacking. Um, but I don't know. I really like to go light and fast. I'm pretty good with sleep deprivation. And <laughs> it was sort of a, just a calculated risk. I was like, all right, I'm not going to bring any kind of sleeping gear other than an emergency blanket, no stove, um, and just move as fast as I can. Uh, so I, I don't know. I kind of just went into it with that headspace and, you know, and I knew I was going to be going into the dark multiple times, but there was also a full moon. And I knew I was going to have the moonlight as a backup. And I, I don't know, honestly, like, it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. I, uh, I loved it. I, I love, I love moving fast and, uh, I love covering distance and I, I love, um, steep mountains. So it was kind of just a, a perfect combination of a, a really great way to enjoy the mountains and also really challenge myself because I've never pushed myself quite that far before. Well, this is you. You made it sound normal. <laughs> Your description is like, oh yeah, sure, I'll go out and do that. But almost no one has done what you just described. So you did a big route, a real backcountry route. 
I mean, this is a route where you might not see one single person for a hundred miles mm-hmm. and it's often above timberline. Like you say, it's uh, a lot of third class and some fourth class. And, you know, you'll, you'll do a little fifth class by doing a straight line occasionally, but you can get around that. Right. But you did not bring bivy gear. You did not bring a stove. You did not bring a sleeping bag. You brought one of the, one of the little nylon, uh, mylar emergency blankets. That was it. Yep. Okay. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've done a, a route last year that took my friend and I, uh, we established this route in the Tetons that's 70 miles long, um, that we call the Teton center punch along the hydrographic divide of the Tetons. And we ended up hitting a storm somewhere in the, I think, 24, 24 hour range in the dark. And we used an emergency blanket to kind of stay warm. So I knew that that could be a good, you know, backup slash substitute for bringing sleeping gear. I was like, if I really get tired enough, I can wrap myself in an emergency blanket and take a nap. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I, I'm pretty good at pushing myself mentally. So I felt like I could get away without bringing any kind of sleeping gear. Kelly, you make, again, you make this sound normal. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, why doesn't a few other people go out and do this? That's because they can't. Uh, wow. That's it. Your description is so matter of fact. Hmm. <laughs> trying to figure this out. I'm looking at your bio here. Age 34, Jackson, Wyoming, freelance illustrator, pro mountain runner. And the other things you've done certainly lend credence to uh, what you're talking about here. Uh, you, you, like you said, you, I went to ultra sign up, which I always do just, just to see what's up. There's not a lot there. You know, it's, ultra races are not really your thing. Mountains are your thing, aren't they? Yeah. I, I like racing. I, I think of racing as a, a really fun way to push yourself and train, but you know, my, my heart is definitely in the mountains in wild terrain and that's where I want to be. Um, so yeah, not, not too many, uh, not too many races, um, especially, you know, with everything going on this year. Um, and I had some races last year, but I ended up dropping them in order to do FKT, uh, attempts. So yeah, my, my heart's, (laughs) my heart's definitely (laughs) in the mountains and wilderness. And that's, that's where I would prefer to be. Well, Well, Kelly, if I could dive into this a little deeper, you're living Jackson. Where were you raised? I was mostly raised in Jackson, Wyoming. Um, I spent about half the year every year growing up here on my grandparents' ranch. Uh, I rode horses. I rode mountain bikes. I started climbing from a really young age. Um, so, uh, you know, I've actually thought a lot about this. Like, my, my parents really wanted my sister and I to be outside as much as possible. So, you know, every day from sun up to sundown, we were outside, you know, either riding horses, which you know, I would take my horse out by myself. This is before there were cell phones. And I would go way off in the on game trails in the wilderness just by myself on my horse. So I think from a a very young age, I had a a pretty good set of survival skills and navigation skills. And I was really comfortable um, putting those to use, you know, by myself in the wilderness. Um, And I know not very many people get that opportunity. But, uh, you know, just thinking back on it, I think that's probably where I get a lot of my uh, you know, sustainability from like self support from in the mountains. Like I, I know I can pretty much depend on myself to get myself out of most situations. Um, but yeah, no, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Jackson for the most part. This is why this 
you make it sound so casual because for you, <laughs> it is. This this is what you're used to, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it's what I like. It's what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is super impressive. And I a friend just um, 15 minutes ago wanted to say hi to you. Wanted me to pass this along. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I get His to name know? is Jared Campbell. Jared, Jared's the man. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Jared. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Thank you for your incredible route on the world. That is perhaps my favorite Ridge link up of all time. So thank you for creating that beautiful route. <laughs> oh, it is. Wow. It's, dang. Well, Jared was always saying, Buzz, you got to come out and do the world. I never did it. He kept saying, Buzz, you got to come out and do the world. So you just supported his claim that it's one of the best. Absolutely. I think it's incredible. It's an incredible ridge link up and the rock is so quality i mean there's a couple of loose rocks but like compared to the tetons like oh my god like the wasatch like that that ridge link up is so solid and beautiful okay well i asked jared so jared what do you think of kelly said is she making this stuff up or what's going on okay jared said pretty awesome she came down here and focused on the world which you did he said Got in some marathon textathons as you were working out the route, <laughs> and uh, she he was very had a lot of respect. He said, "Big lines, oftentimes done solo." You know, he said, "I like her style." A lot of people <laughs> want to go out there and just shuffle along and on trails, but no, she wants to go do the big lines in the mountains. So I think uh, he had a pretty good description there. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. I appreciate the words. <laughs> And indeed, everyone, anyone can do this. So uh, go onto the website, go under athletes and type in Kelly Halpin or anyone else. You can type in yourself if you want. And you see every FKT you have. So you can do this with anybody and you can see what FKTs they have. And yours are all serious stuff. <laughs> so you had the first one, which is that short version of the Wind River High Route, mm -hmm. which I should editorialize. I am irked by the name. I think the name was misappropriated. It's an excellent route, but it's not the WRHR. It's like less than half of it. But, no, I'd say it's significantly different. Significantly yeah. different than than uh than the, the Wind River High Route. Right. So it should it should have a different name. So people, if you're looking at this, don't get confused. There's two routes with the same name and they're completely different. So uh, try to try to sort that one out. But then <laughs> after that, uh, 2018, you did you climbed out of Badwater. Actually, Shorty's Well to Telescope Peak and back. That's super good. Actually, Jared and I did that once. And you did. Uh, yeah, how, we did. How was it for you guys? It's good. I love that route. I mean, you're just it's a crank fest, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really want to go back and do it again because, like, when I went out to do it, I I did very. I only decided three days ahead of time I was going to go do it, and then I drove straight down to California and did it. But I didn't. Um, I I overpacked. I wasn't sure how long it was going to take me because the only beta I really had to go off of was other people's blogs who had hiked it, and you know they're all moving much slower and there's no water. So I ended up bringing like something crazy, like five liters of water in my bag, and. You know, because I didn't know how long it was going to take me, and there's pretty much no water on the route, and oh, I brought all this no, extra food. There's no water. There's definitely yeah. no water. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to go back and run it again and, and drop my time down because I know I could do it much much faster. But it was it was a pure on site. You know, everything was just on siting it, like 
just drive down, spend the night at the, um, at Shorty's well in my Jeep. And then I started at three in the morning and just kind of went to go see what it was all about. Well, for most people, five liters would not be enough. <laughs> I, I'm a camel. I, I'm really bad about drinking enough water. I admit that. When I did the um, the picnic the first time, I think I only drank three liters of water for the whole thing. And how long did that take? Mm, we did it in 23 hours, I think. 23 hours and three liters. You know, the Forest Service would not be happy with you, would they? Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got, I definitely got in trouble with myself for that, but I've learned ah. since then. I have learned. I am much better about drinking water now. Good, good. Well, being in the Wind Rivers helps because yes. the water is great. Basically, you just drink the water. Oh yeah. But uh, Telescope Peak is not like that. But that's no. that's a fantastic route because it has the vert, right? I mean, it's, it has it's the, the vert. Big, I think it's the biggest vert in the states. Yeah. I think it's about 11,000 feet. Yeah, it's about that. You think you, I have my notes right here, actually. I have my whole, my, my big notebook full of, uh, full of all my beta and, and whatnot. Um, I think you start at like negative, like two, where is it? Almost there. Short as well. You start at negative 262 feet below sea level and go up to 11.049. So. Yeah. That's yeah. vert. Yeah, it's a lot of vert. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but there's a little root finding. Once you get up, it's, it's, I mean, when you start, you're on that odd, old, weird road, but then you mm -hmm. have to get off that and drop into that weird, brushy gully. Yep. And then when, that's where you can mess up. You can mess up if you stay on that road too long. It's not Absolutely. right. Yeah. You, yeah. You got to like definitely find some landmarks and kind of point yourself towards them. And uh, Brett Mowney has the FKT on that. Nice. Good old Brett. I mean, Brett gets it done. And this, as in a total side note, pardon me, this is a divergence, but Brett just emailed me this morning that he and his family are moving from the Bay Area to Boulder this very weekend. So Boulder, uh, Brett is going to become a neighbor of mine. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. And back to... Uh, you were looking so cash dash traverse. This sounds. Did you invent the cash dash traverse in Wyoming? Mm, I did. Yeah, it's like a marathon distance uh, ridge link up around Cash Creek, which is one of the biggest trailheads in Jackson. And uh, for some reason, there's no established route that does the whole horseshoe of it. And it's amazing. It's ten. It's marathon length. It is ten thousand vert, and there is. I think it's mm, sixty-five to seventy percent off trail, and it is awesome <laughs> so i want listeners to uh again it's uh <laughs> kelly helping and pull down your fkts because your fkts are like a northern rockies bucket list this is what you <laughs> want to do if you want to go to wyoming montana and just so you know there is no man who has repeated this so we need a male fkt on this route so someone okay. go do it no, no one's going to do that. They're going to come up short. They're, I think that's why there's no male FKT on it. They're just like, oh, no, I don't want to look bad here. <laughs> it's so pretty. It's such a beautiful route. And then um, after that, Broad Peak in Utah, it's a little more moderate. But then there's the Whirl, mm -hmm. Wasatch Ultimate Ridge Link Up, 
last year and got that done under 24 hours. I did, that's yeah. Not, that's a that's a big route. Yeah, it was that was really fun. Um, I I actually am planning on potentially going back and doing that again in September. We'll see. Oh, well, you're fit. <laughs> it's so pretty. I, I kind of want to do like just a casual run on it, like not try to go for a time, but just kind of go along and enjoy it with some friends. Because the two times that I've done it, I've done it by myself, and I would kind of like to try doing it with some with some friends and and see how that changes things up. Okay, you faded out there for a minute, so stay close to that mic if you could. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, what I said was uh, the next time I do it, I think it'd be fun to bring friends because the two times that I've done the whirl, I did it alone. So I'd like to, you know, maybe change it up and see what it's like to bring some company on it. Gotcha. It's competitive. So one one thing we like about the world is that people get after it. Mm -hmm. They're not out there trying to do it supported, unsupported, self-supported, try to get an FKT. They're just going after it and going for the best time. Yep. So I appreciate that. And then the Teton Crest Trail, that's a classic. That's the one that starts at Teton Pass and just heads north, isn't it? Yep, yep, heads north and ends at uh, going down Paintbrush Canyon and to the String Lake Trailhead. It's beautiful. It's like one of the most like beautiful, runnable, like high alpine, you know, trails I've been on. It's incredible. It's really beautiful. And if you get that in wildflower season, oh, oh yeah, you you were past wildflower. You did it in August twenty third. Oh, there were wildflowers. There were. There were. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, the end of July to me always seemed like the peak. Yeah. I mean, it depends, you know, like sometimes up in the Alpine, like some of them cling on a little longer in little micro climates, but, uh, oh, it's, it is so beautiful. It is. And you've seen the backside of the Tetons for a while. It's, uh, it's really good. Wow. Mm-hmm. You just, you just do good stuff. And so the center punch traverse. Yeah. I'm looking at that right now. I actually was not at all familiar with this. So how does the center punch traverse differ from the Teton crest? So initially, a couple years ago, I was wondering why the Teton crest trail kind of ends where it does, because it's obviously only like half the range. So I was looking at ways to do an extension of it. And there are trails that you can kind of you know, link up to make an extension of the Teton Crest Trail, like all the way towards Yellowstone. And as I started putting together my route, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was also thinking about linking up like a longer version of the Crest Trail. And so um, and this is my friend, uh, Fred Most. And I was like, hey, like, how about we work together and try to like put together a route? And what we came up with was a route that doesn't actually link up the trail system but links up the ridge, the spine of the Tetons along the hydrographic divide. So you actually start at near Flag Ranch near Yellowstone. And it's 17 miles to get on top of Red Mountain, which is the first peak on the hydrographic divide. And you follow that divide all the way to Teton Pass. And you only get off of it a couple of times where the actual hydrographic divide zigzags in a way that's, you know, doesn't doesn't really make sense to follow and in a couple places it gets a little too not just fifth classy but like completely like sheer drops off you know can't really link that up so there's like a couple of places you have to descend the ridge and get back on but for the most part you're on the hydrographic divide the entire time and it's one of the most incredible ridges i've ever been on in my life 
Wow. I believe, well, it's also a, a logical route, Kelly. Mm-hmm. What you say is totally true. I've done the Teton Crest Trail and, and shorter versions of it. To be perfectly honest, sometimes I just take the tram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you all know, good. If you, yeah. If you take it from the, take the tram up, boom, you got, you know, all that vert. And then it's a really easy number, a few hour run to the same place or starting from the pass. But I definitely looked at the map is, as you said, you're stopping way short. And so you pushed it all the way through. You went north to south. That's a really clever route. But I'm looking here and nobody else has done it. So hopefully nope. people are listening to this are saying, let's look and see what Kelly's been doing because she's doing good stuff. I, I've had quite a few people reach out who are going to try to potentially repeat it this year. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um, and Fred and I are actually also going to repeat it this year and try to drop our time down because we hit so much bad weather when we went uh, last year. I think we're going to try to drop our time from 43 and a half hours down to potentially 36 hours or less. Um, now that we know the northern part of the Tetons a lot better and know the parts where we kind of messed up. So um, looking forward to doing that in about two weeks. Oh, OK. We got more. We're going to hear from you again. <laughs> Oh man, it's 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 beautiful. I really encourage people like, but there is fifth class climbing on it. So if you're going to do the Teton Center Punch, like you have to be a climber and be familiar with like mountaineering skills because like there is some pretty serious like navigation on very loose rock. So it's definitely okay. got the it's definitely got like five stars of adventure on there. Wait, why don't you do the um the trifecta? Why don't you do? Middle, South, and the Grand. That's that's a wonderful link up. Or uh, Tiwanat Owen and the Grand. Oh, those, I know. Those are so fun. Those it's... are so fun. Do we even, good grief, I didn't even think of it. Do we have those as a route? We must have the Grand Traverse as a route. Yeah, the Cathedral first, the Grand Traverse. Um, I actually think that the South Traverse should be its own route too because it's so fun. Like, I love doing the South Traverse. Like, doing the South Teton to Per Se is amazing. And there's only oh. one section of like, you know, fifth class climbing more or less. Well, there's only That's one section of ice cream and Gilkey's tower and like that. Yeah. I should say hard fifth class. Like there's a five, seven move on the ice cream cone um, tower. But other than that, it's pretty like low fifth class and it's so amazing. Hmm. 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 Okay. I, I, I didn't do my research, but fortunately with fastestknowntime.com, this is very easy to manage. Look at that. Uh, Grand Traverse, Nick Elson. Nick Elson, of course, just blazed it. Just insane. So fast. So just, fast. <laughs> nobody is going to touch this time. So forget about that, guys. But you, you got some room to maneuver here, Kelly. Oh, yeah. I think Janelle has the women's time on it right now. Is that right? Um, well, she is not on her website. Hmm. I have to hmm. talk to her because I think she did it in 12 hours or something with her husband. So something like that. Well, please tell her to enter it. Right now, mm-hmm. there's no female on the Grand Traverse, which is absolutely one of the classic Alpine Traverses in North America. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll hit her up after this and be like, Janelle, come on, set the bar. <laughs> right. And then uh, Tiwanat Owens in the Grand. Mm-hmm. The Cathedral Traverse. That? Pardon me? The Cathedral Traverse. Yeah, I don't think we have that. Hmm. That should definitely be on there because that's that's definitely its own. That's that's. Uh, I like that one because, of course, it depends on how you get up the grand from that side. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Tiwanat goes at a good grade. Uh, Owens goes at a good grade. But then what are you going to do? You can do the North Ridge of the Grand, or are you going to traverse around in the Valhalla Traverse and come up Owen Spalding? Yeah, I don't know. I think most people go up the Italian cracks on the North, the North Ridge. Yeah. That, but then you're at a different grade. Yep, you, you are for sure. <laughs> yeah. People pitched off that while soloing that. Uh, yikes. And it's a really long way down. Yeah, it is. It's 5,000 feet down to the bottom there. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a few things for you to consider. Definitely. Then, no, they're on my radar for sure. <laughs> I need a good partner though. I need to go like actually scout out all these, all these sections so that I could do it fast. So. Right. <laughs> and then before the WRHR, uh, and just like a month ago, you did Granite Peak in Montana, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before on this podcast because Granite Peak, the highest mountain in Montana, kind of is different than the other high peaks. You know, Colorado is a, you know, Mount Albert's real high, but it, Mount Albert, wow. I mean, you could almost ride a fat bike up Mount Albert. I, I think I know a friend who has done that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you, you're always one step ahead of me there, Kelly. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you know, Gannett of, uh, in Wyoming is good. Because now people think that the Grand is the highest, but it's not second highest. Gannett mm-hmm. the winds is the highest. And then you have to get in there. You have to get into the base of it. But granite yep. is a major slog. I mean, it's root finding. So granite is quite different, I think, in terms of a high summit, a state high summit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually had a friend. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. He actually took me on a date. He said, I think you should go for the, the women's time and I want to like support you on it and run with you. And that was a date. So we went on a date to go get the FKT on granite. Um, we did go differently than, I can't remember the guy's name at the moment, um, who has the FKT, but we went a different way than he did. Like he went up a scree field and we actually took the switchbacks, which add on, I think over 11 miles. So we did a significantly longer way. Um, and I'd really actually like to go back and go the way that he went to shave off a bunch of time. Will Porter. Yeah. Wow. Well, did the did the date work or, or did it? Was oh, it was a great yeah. date. I thought it was five star. I gave it a five star review. Mm-hmm. How about him? Is he still around? <laughs> he's, he's 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 around. You know, it's a new it's a new thing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got an FKT out of it, that, that there's some cred there, I think. It's definitely some cred. Yeah, I think that was a pretty pro move on his part. That, that's clever. So, listeners, if you want to impress that woman <laughs> of your dreams, invite her out on an FKT. This should go on Match.com, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, I just yesterday, someone actually is my daughter was saying they were, they were on. I think it was Cupid. I forgot the name of it. Good. Hello, Cupid. Something like that. <laughs> and the guys were posting pictures of them holding up fish that they caught. Mm-hmm. And, and she was just going, I don't, I can't believe this. Someone should give lessons to guys on these dating sites. Don't hold up pictures of dead fish. We don't care about dead fish. We, you know, we, we're not looking for a hunter gatherer here. We're kind of looking for a partner. But maybe an FKT date would be credible. Absolutely. I mean, in my book, 
that was like i said five star review you know well five done star well review. Played. okay guys you heard it here first Kelly's <laughs> giving you a good tip and my daughter gave you another good tip don't hold up pictures of dead fish or really big cars i don't think really big cars with big tires work for first dates either well yeah. at least for most people i can't guarantee that yeah i mean just compensating for you know something else <laughs> <laughs> okay so this brings us up to the wrhr again with this amazing time of two days and 11 hours where you didn't bring a bivy bag didn't bring a tent bring didn't bring a stove you brought your 1.5 ounce mylar space blanket and went <laughs> solo and unsupported. Kelly, that's uh, so we also are keeping track of fastest known time of the year attempts. So we've done this for, I think, four years now. And there's so many submissions coming in. We're just getting buried by submissions. I'm sure. And so we added a little checkbox. And so we can put a little check in the box on your route. So you have already been nominated for the FKT of the Year Award. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I think I just turned bright red. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next year we'll switch to video. Uh, but no, I think audio works fine. Um, yeah. No, you. so that's that's how we do it because we used to just remember them. Okay, what was cool this year? Then in December, we'd make a list and send the list out to voters. But we can't deal with it anymore. So now we're putting little check boxes, and you were an easy check box. So oh, you, you're in the running already. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh. And, of course, you, you, could, you could get nominated twice this year by the sounds of it. We'll <laughs> see. Here's a uh, little heads up for everybody who's listening. We truly are getting buried by FKT submissions. So if we're a little slow in responding, please pardon us and certainly make that donation. I'm just going to spell it right out there. We ask for like 10 or $20 per root submission or FKT donation. It's like Wikipedia. We are crowdsourced. There's no foundation. There's no company owns us. We literally are working unpaid as volunteers to perform this service. So when someone submits a route or an FKT or you're listening to this podcast, nobody's getting paid to do it. So please kick in a little bit here, and that might enable us to uh, hire another web developer, which could bring you better services. So we get requests for doing other things that we just can't do. We just can't do it. So if you can kick in a little bit here each time, then we can hopefully improve our services that we're offering to everybody. So Kelly, pardon me, but I had to let people know how this no, absolutely. Kind of how this works. Yeah. You and it's interesting. Hard. I think so. And I have to, I'm going to do another call out here, Kelly. Peter Backwin literally processes every single FKT route that's being submitted. And he sometimes gets 70 a day from all over the world. So Peter now speaks eight languages fluently. <laughs> I'm actually kidding about that last part, but that's a, that's a lot of work. So please kick in those donations. And I'm going to add this if you don't mind. If you're enjoying the podcast, give it those five stars, right? Because then other people see it. We don't get any money out of that, but other people will see it. If you give it that five-star rating, and if you're enjoying what you're listening to, please subscribe, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, anything you want. So Kelly, sorry about that little break there, but we, no, we got to say that. No, yeah. absolutely. 
Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Now, we often ask people what is up next, and we just heard a few things from you. You're thinking about a couple things here, but what mm-hmm. would be up next for you after you recover? I mean, you just had a huge effort, so some people <laughs> just want to just take the chill pill here for a few weeks, but you seem super stoked and energetic, so I think you got some ideas. Yeah, uh, so I am planning on doing the Teton Center Punch again with my friend Fred. Uh, We're planning on doing that around the end of the month. And I'd like to drop my time on the Teton Crest Trail, like whether that's an FKT or if someone beats my time and I'm just trying to beat myself, you know, that's totally fine too. Like I just want to drop my time down a bit. Um, And I potentially might go try to do the Whirl again in September. And I also do want to go back to Death Valley and try to do the Shorties Well at Telescope Peak much faster. And let's see, I have a very long list on my <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, that, that's a, that's the immediate the immediate uh, time. Future. That's a solid list. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good list. So, since you're so accomplished and successful. You mentioned you have a data book. How do you keep track? Do you use Google Sheets? That's what I do. But do you have a written notebook instead? I do. I have a written notebook. It's got um, all the things that I carried, what went wrong, um, you know, things that I could change for next time. And uh, yeah, no, I just keep I just keep a little notebook with uh, with everything, like how I was feeling, like what food made me feel good, what food didn't work, um, how often I got water, you know, all the little all the little things. So you continually learn by your experiences. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love being in the wilderness, and I, I like to, you know, be more and more comfortable, you know, relying on only myself in the wilderness. So, you know, all of these little notes and and things help. Do you have advice? That's my last question to you, because again, my first question was noting that uh, women are extremely good endurance athletes, obviously easily as good as males, but we don't see a lot of solo unsupported. We see a lot yeah. less from females. So what's what's the advice? What would Is there anything you'd like to say to other females out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hear a lot of women saying that they're afraid to do things on their own. Um, and I don't think that that, you know, no blame at all to them. I think, you know, from the time that we're little girls growing up, we're always told to be careful, to watch out, to not travel alone, to not do things alone. And it kind of has the snowball effect over the course of your entire life where you start to believe you can't do these things by yourself, you know? So I think if you start small and start building up with, you know, small trail runs, you know, maybe running a mountain, maybe gaining skills, climbing skills, mountaineering skills, you know, wilderness first responder skills, you start to gain confidence and knowledge so that you can do these things on your own. And yeah, I mean, I just think, I just think it, it, it you can change, I don't know, it changed my life, like just starting small and building up. And um, I'm, I feel fully confident that I can take care of myself as well as anyone else can in the mountains. Like, granted, I, I'm always aware that there can be an accident, you know, but Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel very, very, very confident navigating. I feel confident about getting myself out of, you know, bad situations, more or less. Um, I feel like I have enough knowledge to, to get myself from point A to point B safely by myself. So, uh, 
yeah, I absolutely believe that like, you know, not just women, but like men who may be afraid to go out in the wilderness by themselves, like anyone can do it. You know, you just have to have the right knowledge, you know? Kelly, that was brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> On that note, we will bid you adieu. And I think we're going to hear from you again. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for having me, Buzz. I, I, I had a great time. 